Welcome, Welcome, guys, gals, and and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. (laughs) Gross. You're hey, gross. guess what? What? That by popular demand. Me! Ryan Kelly! Oh, oh yeah. no! That's not me. I'm sorry, and you're welcome. <laughs> that's someone else's phrase. That is Jess Daylover's phrase, and it's my favorite thing ever. I do yeah. it every time. More than I'm just gonna start words. saying that to all of my like sexual experiences. I'm sorry, and you're welcome, and they go on their way. <laughs> Alright, you guys. What? Um, you know about Ryan, you know about us, so we're just going to What if they into don't it. know? Give them then two you know what? Don't open with this episode, maybe. <laughs> like, don't wow, start your so entire You're just, like, shitting on your guys' audience. Neil, are you hearing this? Neil has been <laughs> hearing this. Neil's the only man that loves me, and I'm okay with that. I'm sure um, he enjoys I being called you. out. What the fuck? Thanks. Wow. Damn. Okay, I'm so sorry. That's my, if you listen to the last post, you're basically a girl, right? <laughs> Thanks. I did not say that to you're you. You're homophobic. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is what I do with my boyfriend whenever I'm bored. He'll be like, oh, I like X topic. Wow, it's a shame that you fucking hate black people. <laughs> what? I said I like Sailor Moon. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of black quality television online that you're not watching. Yeah. You're watching this show twice. And I'm so Those fucking go- good at just like talking shit. <laughs> this is why I know I'm meant to be evil. It's because it's easy. It's because it's, it's easy. It's easy and I'm good at Plus it. Plus that mustache, you know. take. It's because I'm lazy. <laughs> I think there have been four different times that I'm like, I'm going to shave today. And then I get home, I'm like, no. No, my friends know what I look like. I look like shit. I'm excited so to get my beard back. I have to take it off for the show. Oh. Um, uh, Frankenstein. Can, like, because, and then all my chins were visible. And I was like, God, no. It's, That's why I learned how to contour. And I was like, quick, blend the neck. Yes. <laughs> blend the neck. Blend. I'm part of a film shoot and I can't cut my hair until <gasps> mid-January. Oh. And I have the manic attack of whenever I'm ready to cut my hair, I'm ready to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. And if I don't cut, I start freaking out. And now my hair is slightly falling out. And then I'm like, buddy. Uh, I'm gonna die. Buddy. No, don't do it. <laughs> Like that you gave like that good like 70s <laughs> <laughs> okay you guys we are recapping season four episode seven time and punishment mm. uh, big leaves an ill-timed phone message for carrie charlotte stuns the girls with a life-changing announcement miranda finds that not working isn't such a bad thing kind of yeah. that's it that's it. That's, that's it. Whole, that's the whole episode. Bye. 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 Send your whole pics to <laughs> Um, Let's start with Samantha since she is like a, literally a one-liner. What did she Samantha? do? No, Samantha? No, she, she has, has the sex whole, with the dude. Well, yeah, she the guy steals her cab and she's like, not today, motherfucker. Not on tonight. Yeah, and, and so she runs up on the cab when it stopped at a red light and throws her shit and she's like, we're going to my destination. Hope you like the that ride. That was incredible. Yeah. Those, those parts where I was like, Samantha. Yeah. 
The other can get it. She's, she uh, can get it. And while she was wearing pink, Elwood could never. That so pink full on pantsuit deal oh, and everything. That yeah. was like some. With the oversized buttons. That was yeah, Sharpay. That was Evans some like. Sharpay. I was going to say Jackie Kennedy, but sure, we can bring it up to the 2000s. <laughs> Who the fuck is Jackie Kennedy? Oh my god. <laughs> Put her on an ice flow and send her out to sea. <laughs> just like they do with all the old Inuits. It's oh, over. Bye, Paige. My... You're no longer of use to the tribe. Nope. Just so nobody thinks I'm an ignorant ethnic, I know who that is. It was for the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Samantha had sex with this dude. And yeah. He, yeah, like, she stole his cabin. He's like, ooh, that's brazen and, he and was ballsy. Like, that I was, want that. That was, really, that was really great. But uh, next time, maybe you should... Uh... Oh, no, no, you got, you got to set it up. This was, like, not their first time. <laughs> The first time they did it was fun, but then they kept doing it because it's implied that they keep seeing each other. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same sex scene. She was—he was wearing a completely different suit. No. Fine. <laughs> so everything about this is Paige has talked three times, and every single time Ryan has talked over her, and she just keeps. Welcome her to eyes. my life. So. <laughs> Who's peeking now? It's me. Like walk out of my life. If anything, you have to leave. You have to at least address the pun where she's like, mm, "That was wild." He's like, "Yeah, speaking of wild, speaking of wild, you should maybe uh, walks down there." Yeah, he says it's getting a little long down there, and she's and she's heated because mortified. This guy doesn't shave down there, and oh, so he has he, zero room to talk. He, it's like a veritable forest down there. It, it's yeah. She says, and I quote: "Every time I blow you, it's like I'm flossing." I don't. I, that's the one thing that everybody says when they talk about like going down someone and their shit is not maintained. It's like it's like I was flossing, and I'm like every single time I love it. It never gets old. I feel like it's easy. What flossing? <laughs> because you know, four out of five dentists recommend. <laughs> not anymore. Now they say that that doesn't actually like help you with anything. Oh God. well, I mean, great. I think people should still floss. <laughs> I don't floss. <laughs> I floss. Right yeah, I can't I do that dance dentist. either. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the backpack kid? But, bullshit, because then she's complaining to the girl. She's like, I had, it's my off. Yeah, she's like, I'm in between waxes. Yeah, I'm in between waxes, and I I have three three errant hairs. And he fucking is so mad. And I was like, do you like trash people? What do you want? You said the stuff for yourself. Yep. It's either the man baby or, you know, the cab guy that wants them smooth. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But what, like manscaping though, it should be a thing that is universally done. I think you should take care of your shit. I don't know if you have to go raw. I don't know if you have to like keep it hairless every single time. Depends your flavor, but I think at least maintained. Look, if I know that some action is going down, or if I even get like the suspicion that some action is going down, or that anything is going down, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that like things are clean and presentable. I mean, dicks aren't that great to look at in the first place. They are built for utility, not for like, you know, fashion. It's no Giorgio O'Keefe. Yeah, I don't see a bunch of paintings of flowers that look like dicks. Uh, have you looked at Robert Mapplethorpe's entire fucking portfolio? Fine. Fine. Mapplethorpe? See? Mapplethorpe? Listen, here, wait. Not just mad because we talked about this and I said Mapplethorpe <laughs> and someone's like, it's Mapplethorpe. And then I was like, you know what? As much as I love his art, I've never actually heard his name said correctly. So why can't that not be correct, maybe? Well, and then I was like, but you know what? This person said it very confidently, so it is. And now that I'm like, oh, it's Maple Star, be like, it's Maple Star. But I was like, I was right! <laughs> you know what's really funny, though? The only reason that I know who that is is because of Gossip Girl. Ew. XOXO. Delete your account. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribed. Um, 
But no, like if I know that something's gonna happen, I will clean stuff up, I will trim, I I will shave balls. I don't like having I mean, I wouldn't want hairy balls in my mouth. Why would I put anyone else to do that? I don't end up. See, I appreciate here's the thing. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, we're jumping right into the ball shaving. We already talked about masturbation last time. There are no fucking walls anymore. <laughs> so, Renee. Also, real quick, record for the fastest turnaround guest return. That goes to you. Thank you. Oh, happy to be of service. Super good. <laughs> Yours, what? No, it's fine. We're moving on. No, tell mm-hmm. us. I'm done, done. Tell, tell us. Story. No. Tell us. <laughs> Ryan, shut up. <laughs> Ryan and I were talking about this the other day. About how I think that scrotums are the funniest goddamn thing on the face of the earth. <laughs> what? So They're so... No, that's not what I said. I know, I was just thinking of waiting in the <laughs> bat wing. <laughs> scrotums are super... They're like a kid's, like, toy. They're like I mean, silly yeah. putty. Like, you can stretch them. Yeah. And, like, Wait, are you saying that I can be using my balls to pull up newspaper funny strips this whole time and I haven't been? <laughs> you haven't been? God damn it, how do I not know my own power? That's the best thing to do if I know someone's going to go down on me. I'm just like, okay, Get that Bazooka Joe comic there for them to read. <laughs> you got fucking just judging at them. Literally, the only time I eat ass is if I can read a Bazooka Joe at the same time. <laughs> The butthole loophole. <laughs> there are so many titles, you guys. We're kidding. <laughs> I lost the pen. I lost my pen. No, oh, no. It was in my butt. Found it. <laughs> it was in the loophole? <laughs> I think everybody's been drinking a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Why did we stop drinking? But anyway, that's, that's, that's Samantha. All right, so why, why are scrotums hilarious, though? They're they're great. They're so They're stretchy. <laughs> That's it? That's why they're hilarious? No, because, yeah, because they're, like, there's no reason for them to just be the way they are. They're so, like... It's for heat and comfort and protection. Heat and comfort and protection of what? You're not... No, it's stuff of your little boys. The testicles. That's fine, but why wouldn't the... Here's the thing. I'm asking God this now. Good luck. He's never going to respond to you, girl. (laughs) Yeah. At God... Why wouldn't you put the testicles inside? Why did they need to be outside? They go inside when they're cold. Yeah, they, they do retract a bit when they're cold. All the way in? Not all Sometimes. the way. I don't know. You get Lake Tahoe on, on any day. Yeah. So yeah. then why wouldn't they just live inside? Why would you? They're because hilarious. they can get too hot. And if it gets too hot, it can like it kills kill the, the, the sperms. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, thank God for scrotums, man. And that's why they have them out there. So they can, you know, they can be warm, but not overheat. That's and right. so if someone's sitting on a couch and coming up behind them, you can put your scro on their shoulder and then be like, hi, isn't this funny? <laughs> oh my God. So I remember middle literally, school. if Holy anybody Jesus. except for you did that, hey, look at the time. I would be so offended. <laughs> Check out my new watch. <laughs> uh, I had a friend who had his balls out while he was golfing, and it was a video, and it's him like arms in front, preparing to hit the ball, and then he's like, "Oh, what's going on?" Rears back, and the camera pulls up a little bit, so you still aren't aware. Uh-huh. And then he swings, hits the thing, but instead of like following the ball, we just pan down and balls out. I thought it was the funniest fucking <laughs> misdirect of all time. Stupid. No, but I love before, it. Before we... Balls are funny and that's what they're They are funny. Balls they are, are hilarious. Before, before we move away from it, though, you are saying that like you don't mind, you don't mind them in their natural state. Like You don't mind a mm-hmm. lot of... 
What? So it doesn't bother you at all? It's just not what about a, with females? No, not either. I, no. I, I, I go mind. back to the thing where I'm like, uh, well-maintained. Like, not Thank out of you. control. Thank you. Well-maintained. But also, I know I've been in a position where I'm just like, uh, back to like me shaving my face. Like, today's not the day. <laughs> Yeah, but I that's your face. Right. That's it's the same thing. I'm a trash person, 100%, <laughs> top to bottom, head to toe. That's the opposite Joe of top Daniel to bottom. Joe Daniel is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play that whenever I was like, here's my hot take. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, yeah, just push the Joe button. Joe Daniel is trash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's fine. And I had the conversation with my boyfriend. He's like, no, I want like anyone that I'm sexually attracted to. I want it trim, if not bare, or at least well-maintained. And we were talking that because we were watching at something and someone had a furry butt. And I was a like, furry mm, butt. I'm in. He was was like, it Derek Armstrong? <laughs> oh. No. Jesus. Fur, like, furry. Oh, oh like, okay. like, like he's wearing a sweater on that thing. I do, yeah. I do appreciate that Derek Armstrong that is always her like, suit I'm man, so is hairy. He? And I'm like, you're not that hairy. Have you been in between his legs? Not yet. <laughs> Look at her giving herself the opportunity, though. Good Optimistic. on you for having that confidence. She's trying to read that fucking newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> what is Bazooka Joe doing this time? <laughs> that, that hat is still backwards. You will never learn. But back to my thing yes. of, I, I think people are attractive and sexual visually, but I'm just very, like, not into sex. So that's where the disconnect comes from because he's like, no, I have to put my mouth on that or I'm going to be involved in that. So I can imagine that's different because you're interacting with all that hair. Right. And I'm just like, no, I think a furry butt just looks great. Okay, so you're approaching from like this thing. Yes. Gosh. As I do almost everything except for myself and my style. Nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I had money, those would be over. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till I get that money and glow up on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pretend that I'd be a good person with money and I know absolutely I'm like oh my god I love your shirt <laughs> <laughs> oh the like, eye oh, roll was hard oh, I just have to go into my bag it's Yves Saint Laurent <laughs> I fill my wallet this is expensive and you can never afford it oh sorry that's just my wads of cash sorry more 17 credit cards and I don't have a max. Do, 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 do. Here you go. Here's my max. business card. It's printed on the tusks of <laughs> elephants. You see that? It's bone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, wild. You ready to move on? Yes. No, I'm not ready to move on. Neither is Carrie. Let's move on. Oh, shit. We'll get to that. Let's we'll get to that. Let's move on to Miranda because she also Marie. has a minimal oh, storyline. Uh, Miranda throws <laughs> her neck out. Throw your neck out. She was throwing some neck and it was not good. Uh, she, just from like slamming a phone. Like, she, is well, that old people problem? I've never thrown my neck out. I haven't. I've hurt I like my neck. Looked at me, that hurts. I've hurt my neck before where like I can hurts only move it so far to like a certain <laughs> side or it hurts to like turn it sometimes or I can't like go like all the way over to the shoulder or something if I've slept on it wrong. But, like, I haven't done where it's, like, hours. Like, I can't move! As she was, like, borderline paralyzed, naked on her bathroom floor. Yeah, I've never gotten to the point where I've thrown my back out in the sense that I cannot function that day. Um, But I don't know if that's just me being completely strong-willed and being like, nope, fuck this, we're going to work anyway. Because I've done that. And I I don't know. I, I don't think that I've gotten to that age where that's a thing. Where, like, you can actually hurt yourself bad enough to, like, put yourself out of 
doing anything for that day. Out of commission. Or that week. I mean... Because she I, was out for the week. Yeah, she was out. Yeah, they gave her a brace and she couldn't move. Like, I haven't done that. Like, I fucked up my back. Like, when I was moving, I fucked up my back. And I was just like, ah! And I couldn't, like, do much of anything. I had to, like, sit down like an old man. I was just like, yeah. like I'm sorry, how are you? One more time? <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously, I had to, like, approach each situation with, like, mathematical precision of, like, how can I sit and, and move myself so as not to aggravate. So I've been there, but not, like, been there. You know what I mean? Right. You visited, but you didn't stay for long. Yeah. No, no, no. It was a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, she's out of, out of commission, but this is the thing is it, she calls for Carrie to help her. <gasps> And Carrie sends the boyfriend. Because she's a trash person. Correct. Yes. I like how all of them were kind of tied this episode as opposed to everyone just having their own Mm -hmm. story and then meeting up to tell us about it. Because I'm like, do we talk about it now or do we talk about it later? But Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about it now. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, really liked how all the girls communicated with each other this episode. I didn't always That one time over breakfast? No, like oh, and um, then the angry phone calls. Yeah, the angry phone call. So where many like, angry Please phone be on my calls, side, like yeah. support me. And Miranda's like, I'm not gonna do that because I don't support you. Yeah, but I like. I choose my it, choice. I choose my choice. Yeah, <laughs> I liked yeah. it because it felt honest in a certain way. In terms of, I've had these conversations with people where people were like, just please be on my fucking side, and maybe like, oh, I can't, so I'm not gonna pretend to. Yeah. And as much as I disagree, I think. As much as I don't agree with her actions, I think Charlotte was in the right way. She's like, I just want the support of my friends, and your friends should support you. Mm. But also, I agree with Miranda, where Miranda's like, I can't support you because I don't think that's right. Yeah. And I don't think that's the right step for you. So that's why I was like, yeah. that felt good. And to I've clarify, Charlotte uh, decides she's going to leave her job at the gallery to focus on being a wife and a mom. But she realizes that a lot of women, modern working women, kind of look down on that a bit. And she got, she got hell for it at breakfast. She did, and that's where the call yeah, and, that, comes and then in. so she calls she calls Miranda at eight in the morning, which that's if anybody that, called me at eight yeah, in the morning, you're I'd be calling like, her at eight fighting. in the morning, and she's getting out of the shower to bitch her and be like, "I need you to take my side. You were mean to me yesterday." That's the part where I kind of agree with Charlotte because I think if a friend's calling you out and they're stressing out, even if you don't agree with them, that's where you can support them as a friend in terms of saying, "Hey, I understand that this is affecting you so much that it's really early and you're already this high energy." I don't believe it this way, but what do you need? How can I talk to you? If it's, a, are you sure that this is what you want? Is this not what you want? Is it someone else telling you this? I think that conversation could have said. And she's like, I need you to be on my side. And Miranda's like, it's that's eight in the morning. That's all she keeps saying. Yeah. And then Charlotte's, you're not answering me. That's not a response. And that's, that's an where, eight fifteen in the morning response. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's where I'm like, I don't agree with what Charlotte's doing. You're but pushing her reactions yeah. to Miranda. Is like, that's it's fair. a genuine reaction. Yeah. If, that's, if those are friends, like. Be there for your friends whenever, wherever. That's Isn't that the rule of friends? It's yeah. not... Mm-hmm. You can... I have office hours for my friends, so approach me at these times. <laughs> if you don't get the call, yeah, you don't get the call. Yeah. Like, you can't be held against that. But if you're picking up the phone and your friend's like, I need help... You're in it. You have you, to You picked like, up the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get on Or it. say, hey, I'm not equipped to deal with this right now. I'm sorry. Call one of our other friends. I know that makes me sound shitty. And I've had this conversation with my friends. Well, no, I've been there where I've like had to like you know I've been someone's go to or a few people's go to and whatnot. And sometimes it's just like, look, I can't do this right now, like, but I'm invested. Can I give you a call back in a moment? Can I like take a moment to like get it out of like whatever I'm doing? Yeah, like, yeah. We um, I have a group of friends and like we're a group of four, so there's always someone to be there for. And we have a friend who actually traveled to New Zealand. She was living down there for a while. And she's like, there was one night where I had a 
uh, I was kind of having a breakdown and I need someone to be there for me. And then I called you and you didn't answer. And then I called someone else and they told me to call back later because they were busy. And then another person was like, this is really inconvenient for me right now. So it was just so sad that I went through the entire line of people. Mm. And that's why I'm like, yeah, obviously you have to be upset. And your friends need to work harder for, even if it's not convenient, to still be there for you as a friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad she brought that up. But it's also the, it, it sometimes doesn't matter if it's inconvenient. If your friend's reaching out for help, fucking help your friends. Mm-hmm. It's hard as women because there's, like, you normally have a go-to best friend that helps you with everything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in your life, like, I was just talking to somebody the other day about this, about how I don't really have a best friend anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I had one for a while. We had a falling out. um, And it was really bad because it was a falling out right at the time that I was getting a divorce. And so it was really shitty timing, and I've never really had a best friend since. And so it's difficult because I feel like I have to split up my shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm going through some shit, I have to think, okay, who's better equipped to handle this? And contact that person. I have to parse it out. And so all I really have is, like, five or six really good friends that I can tell one thing to, but no one person knows all of my shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's weird as a chick to have that. And I don't know how it works with dudes. You're like torrenting your feelings. <laughs> it's hard though, like, because there's a lot of stuff that like emotionally I'll go through and I'll know that there's certain people that I can't talk to about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll have... Because that's triggering for this person, and this person doesn't talk to me anymore, and this person, like, we're not on good terms, and yeah. Or this person doesn't know the whole story, and then yeah, I Yeah, and so then I, I have to cast them out, that's right. missed on Glee, and then <laughs> right. Previously and on page. you don't want to do that. Yeah, no, and it's totally true. Like, there was a point where um, my, one of my friends, Gus, I was talking to him because there was a dude that I was seeing that was coming into town at the wrong time of the month. Um, and, of course, you What, know, not my, on the weekend? Yeah. Okay. The um, back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> and my, my buddy Gus is like, oh, you know what that means? That's like, you know, blowjob time. And I'm like, no, buddy, we don't do that. Like, we're not, like, oral partners in mm-hmm. that sense. You know, we just, we just fuck and we're done. Like, that's not what we, that that's not what our relationship is about. And, and you, I had to you're not someone that. to lay down a towel? You're not... You're trash. <laughs> I'm just... Hey, I've had murder sex before. It happens, okay? You... But, like, I, that's why I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just asking. Listen, as, as we've talked about on the previous podcast, you're doing your part to get our security deposit back, and I'm doing mine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's your mattress. <laughs> and it's a new mattress. I'm not going to fuck that shit up. No, I don't... No. Sometimes it's a towel. I don't. Yeah, no, sometimes it's not a towel. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. You know what I'm about. I don't have trash towels. That's true. <laughs> I just have good towels. <laughs> and I have average towels. The towels. Shut the fuck they up right the now. They have the best chips. If Mikasa sold towels, I would buy them. Fuck you. <laughs> Do not sh- shake my love of Mikasa. <laughs> or my plates. Stop attacking my houseware. Quit hating on Joseph Joseph, man. Oh my god, Joseph Joseph is so great. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm listen, when you get married, this is the thing that happens. You just evolve into this person that likes housewares. You become a Charlotte. 
Yeah, it's, it's so, it's awful. Whatever, we're moving on. Yes, moving on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I, I can't speak from a male perspective. I can speak about my perspective. But mine's kind of an inverse of your issue is where I like having the multiple friends that I do is because I can go to those friends for different things. So whereas, and not that any one of us is right or wrong, I think it's just how we... Well, you have specialists in different areas. Yeah. Like, so-and-so is really good with the emotional issues, and this one's good with all the social stuff. Yes. yes. Okay. And sometimes people just catch me by surprise. Compartmentalize your friendships. Yeah. And, like, even I have my best friend, my best friend in the whole world, and even then I'm like, sometimes I'd, the way she responds or reacts to things is not what I think I need right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she surprises me because she's like, I know you don't want to hear it, but here's the fucking truth. And I'm like, I didn't want to hear that, but thank you. And then I have other friends that'll just approach it from different sides, and I like that about them. So then I'll be like, here's, I'll try, I'll call it trickle it in and see if they are willing to, to kind of take the bait and be like, okay, what are we going to talk about today? And if they have time, they're like, here's what's going on, here's this, 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 and they'll either distract me from the problem, respond to it their way. I have a tourist friend who would respond to things the same way that I would. So sometimes I'm like, okay, how do I need to respond to this? What do you, how do you feel? <laughs> okay, cool, that's what I was thinking, I needed that reassurement. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, I need a whole other perspective and I need someone to tell me no this is what you're doing and this is why it's going this way so here's another way of coming at it so it's just interesting for me that way and I like I don't like having different portfolios from my friends Mm -hmm. like I like having a best friend because I can be like all right they're having a problem and I know exactly how to fix it whereas if I have multiple people I'm like oh fuck okay well if it's person a they're gonna be like really sensitive and so I have to go into it being like it's okay baby it's fine we're gonna be alright we're gonna work through this and then work up to the here's the shit (laughs) whereas there's other people that it's like let's just get past it here's the shit like I know you're upset right now but here's the problem here's how to solve it check out my hook (laughs) get out we're done we're done no um I like I'm, I'm so sad that the viewers did not get, or the listeners did not get to see this but Paige was like am I gonna do it am I gonna do it am I gonna do it she's like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it that little pause was see, her considering this is, this is why joke. I don't like the multiple friends thing because I could feel the the dis comfort from Ryan happening on one side like bitch she's not gonna do it what a whore and, and Joe going like okay is she gonna do it do I'm, it, I'm do here it, for do you it, I'm do here it, for do you it. and that's why I need a best friend well that's the thing so I had a best friend like uh it's it guys have best friends it is a thing like they're what? yes it's <laughs> you said that as a joke but you also as a I joke. did not know that yeah. Because I because I grew up with a mentality that was being reinforced that men don't have feelings or men mm-hmm. don't want to talk about their feelings. Mm-hmm. And the men that I knew in my life did not have best friends. My dad doesn't have a best friend. Yeah. My dad or my brother has close friends and then uh-huh. they're all a group but not a best friend. No, I've had I've had several best friends throughout my life and usually it's it's Is it Hank Bardugas? No, it's not <laughs> Hank Bardugas. That is a hell of a name though. Uh. Yes. That was what movie that J.K. Simmons said that in? Is that I love you, man? That's right. Uh, yeah, Hank Bardugas. I brought it back. To that's the last right. Thank episode. you. Okay. Um, no, uh, I've I've had you know like in elementary school there was like that one friend that was always over at their house like that sort of thing and and tell each other anything and all that shit and then you know I moved away to Reno and we don't talk anymore like we're not even Facebook acquainted like it happens and then. I found new best friends here in Reno. You know, like, like I found, like, someone who's always... Again, it's like that person you always do everything with. Like, that was sort of like the ride-or-die mentality sort of thing. We're like, yeah, you want to play video games? Fine. You want to cry about fucking some shit your stepdad said? Fine. Like, whatever. And you had that. And then, <clears throat> as you get older, that does kind of go by the wayside. Um, 
there was, you know, I had a best guy friend, and then that whole, like, that, that fell apart due to some relationship issues that do not need to be discussed. But uh, <laughs> let's just say that, like, as lame as it sounds, like, just don't go after your friend's ex-girlfriend within a certain amount of time I after. think that's a good general rule. I think that's... Don't, don't go rule. after your friend's ex-girlfriend after they've broken up, and then convince her to stay with you and then impregnate her after you marry her and then leave her while she's six months pregnant saying that you can do better and then treat her like shit and talk shit to everyone you can and build yourself up to be this great fucking person when there are two people that know you're trash but no one will listen to them don't do that that's that's what happens this that's a very specific example. That's, but, that's, I think this, this is a been general a specific call out. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I had another one that just, you know, moved across the country. Mm-hmm. And, like, what's great, though, is, like, whenever he comes back to visit, pick right, right back, back up. up. Yep. Let's grab a drink. Let's go to the fucking Baron. Let's chat shit out. Let's do this and blah, blah, blah. And, like, it's all good. Um, but you do feel when there is that void there, when you don't have that. Mm-hmm. When you don't have that constant sounding board. And I can totally compartmentalize across different friends and different friend groups. And like, these are the theater friends. And these are the work friends. You got to talk like this around these ones. And you can, But then it does become a bit of a grind trying to work out like, okay, like I'm going to be like this around these people. And then I can't show them that part. But I can be like this around those people. But I can't really bring that up. And it... It is nice to have the one person where you're like, yep, everything is right there. You're on the same wavelength. So mm-hmm. uh, you, you do miss that. I miss that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I tend to make friends with dudes a lot faster, too. And as I've kind of accidentally set it up here since I've moved back, um, it's turned into a sucky situation where I've been like, oh, my gosh, this guy is like my best friend. This is so awesome. And then we would get romantically or sexually involved and it would blow everything up and then I can't share anything with them anymore. Um, And that's, like, why I love my friend Gus is because he's married and so there's literally no way that that can happen. Well, also there's, like, what, 700 miles separating you too, so. Well, yeah, but there also, (laughs) there's literally no way it would happen also. But I know that I can Marco Polo Gus, I can call Gus, I can text Gus, and I can be like, oh my god, bitch, (laughs) guess what so-and-so said? And he'll be there for me and he's my yes guy. And it's really, like, important to have somebody who is always in your corner no matter what and i feel like that so that's what charlotte was that's that's about like none of the girls were in her corner even though they didn't like agree with her choice you can at least be like hey i support that you're making decisions that you feel are best for yourself like it's not like she was gonna ruin her life Mm -hmm. but also i can kind of see it from miranda's perspective where it's like no you're you're the head of a gallery you're the head of a gallery you're forging you know, women are you're, you're not placing yourself in a position of power that women don't normally achieve. But, right, and you're you, giving that up yeah. to be a white. Woman. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> but I understand where Miranda's coming from on that aspect, where it's like, no, I can't be there for you because, damn it, yeah, how dare you? Like, how dare you ruin this for womankind? And honestly. I'm very much Miranda in this situation. I think that she should not have given up her job. I think that's garbage. I agree. I mean, sure. Yeah. She loves her job. Mm -hmm. And to not continue loving her job and being there for her job. Like, Trey's a piece of shit. 
they had a breakup and then they got back together and now suddenly they want a baby? Like, nothing's solved. They haven't talked about any of their problems. It's not going to work out. Spoilers. A yes man to the primary woman in his life. Yep. And that also doesn't help with anything. Because a lot of the problems is like, oh, my boyfriend doesn't agree with anything that I do or anything. And Trey agrees with everything. Hmm. And the opposite of what your problem is is not the solution. Yeah. The solution is a solution. Hmm. You could just have more problems. And it's... the. Would the, would the situation be different if Charlotte said, I want to quit my job, versus Trey suggested that that's it would a, be okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing that we part. didn't touch on either. Yeah. That what she brought up at breakfast, she says, well, I'm quitting my job. And they're like, wait, why? And she's like, well, Trey might have suggested that. And they're like, whoa, wait, no, you're doing this because he said some shit? And that, I think, it fed a lot of the vitriol of their reactions. If I like, it's not that she's doing it for her. And, I, and when she was screaming in the phone, I choose my choice, I choose my choice, she was saying that more to reaffirm to herself that yes. it was her choice, not to say it to Miranda. She's like, no, 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 this is my choice, I am choosing this. Like, eh, are you though? And they play with it later when Carrie does a similar thing where she's repeating something she's feeling. So yes. this episode did right. Mm -hmm. And showing us, like, in this perspective, that's what one thing feels like. In another perspective, it mm -hmm. could be something entirely different, mm -hmm. but that's what they're trying to do. So I think that worked really well in favor for this episode. And we'll, we'll, with Carrie... She had the biggest arc in this episode. Yeah, it was 95%. It was a Carrie. big Carrie and Aiden yeah. episode. Which we can totally get into that right now. Let's we're do it. Yeah, we're good. Um, they're going at it. They're Yeah, they're the having sex. Phone they're rings. Aiden. Yeah, the phone rings. Oh, 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 I didn't okay. realize we were doing like. Oh, well, you're peeking, you're peeking. Okay, oh, calm oh, down. yeah. Yeah, buddy. slow it down, baby. You're not going to hear that. They're wrapped in sheets like all people are in <laughs> 90s television. Wearing a bra and wrapped in sheets is how you fuck. Mm, is that not really? how you fuck? Oh, no. No, I get way too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably should for support. I mean, these 52 Bs, they are a problem. I always wear a problem, but not the way that you would think. <laughs> oh, on your head? No? Oh. I love little Nikki, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tidhead. <laughs> Terrible. So, yeah, Aiden and Carrie are having sex, um, and Big calls and leaves a message. Says, hey, kid, I'm back in town. Hope I can see you. <gasps> Boys are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like... As, and then he just, they stop. And they have this awkward moment where he's like looking into Carrie's eyes, Aiden is. And she's looking at him and she's like, yeah, sorry, man. And then they just go back at it and nothing is really talked so about weird. or yeah. addressed. Back to the problem with communication. Hey! Yeah, even if, you're trying to, if you're trying to convince yourself that it was nothing, but you're actively trying to convince yourself that it was nothing, it's yeah. nothing. Mm -hmm. If you forget about yeah. it, it's nothing, obviously. Yeah. If you're like, that was nothing, right? That was nothing? Yeah. That was nothing. Was Cut to Aiden icing her the fuck out at every opportunity he gets now. Yeah, he yeah. was a lot more, He's... like, vocally aggressive. Yeah, and very, like, but, like, really catty. Yeah. Really, like, ugh, just... just... Which she absolutely deserves. Yeah, no, I mean... But, like... I, I do have it written so... here, what is it? Carrie is a selfish cunt. I do have that written here, so, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like there's one scene where Carrie goes to get him like what coffee or something and he comes back he's pouring himself some milk and he's like what the fuck Carrie and I'm just like yeah he's like you let the milk go bad you just, just left it in there? there and I was like wait wait that does not but here's the thing is they're no both... that's so tracked the thing is, is passive aggressive they're both pouring it on thick she's pouring on the I'm a good girlfriend and you're a good boyfriend and we belong together because she's like hey I haven't cheated on you yet and what, are you fucking and kidding me smoked. and I'm not smoking I, I, I think you we know, all like I'm like She's like, you're such a good boyfriend. You help my friend out. Man, man. And he's just like, fuck you. Fuck everything you're about. But like, under the table. 
Yeah. I feel like all the stuff that bothered him that he didn't want to talk about at the beginning of their relationship is now bothering him. Mm -hmm. And now, like, getting to him where he's like, oh my god, it was so cute the way that you left everything fucking go bad in the refrigerator. And and now it's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I can can see that. Like, there, there have been times when there's... It's a whole, like, um... 500 days of summer problem Ew. where it's low quality where no where like he what just the movie or the relationship it's overrated <laughs> hot take <laughs> sorry Paige you put me in right in a room <laughs> hard next, that's not an excuse uh, next on let me finish that's not the title finish. of my sex tape either you put right in me in a room and it's hard <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyways um, it is like 500 days of summer in the sense that, like, the things that he loves about her at the beginning are the things that he hates towards the end. Mm, everything you think is quirky soon yeah. becomes annoying. You're like, oh my gosh, you're so cute the way that you're, like, annoyingly Jewish or whatever. Wow. <laughs> Not speaking from personal experience or anything. <laughs> oh, man. I have had a personal experience. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not even Jewish. <laughs> But yeah, he he starts like passive aggressively icing her out, and she starts laying it on. She responds in kind by amping up the lovey dovey, like hanging on, clingy shit. She follows him. He says he needs a night out at the bar with the guy. She's like, "Can the girlfriend crash?" He's like, "And this is a big thing." He goes, "Come, don't come, whatever." And we all because a I in the past have been the king of come, don't come, whatever. Yep. To everybody. To everybody. Not friends. Just, yeah. Girlfriends. Family members. I have been the very much like, yeah, if you want to show up, I'd love to have you. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. No, you just, that's the way that it comes off is that you're like, yeah, come, whatever. Like That's yeah, the thing, though, is I truly wouldn't, like, if I tell someone, like, yeah, if you want to show up, you're cool, like, of course, like, I would love to have them around, but, like. I'm not going to be like, oh my god, please come, I'm going to miss you if you don't show up, like because that, that's not what it is. See, here... <laughs> Ooh, let, okay, please okay. have your conversation, because then I want something else. Okay, but because... Same thing. All right, so here, it's probably around the same thing. I'm so So excited. here's the thing. I, I feel like we are so just trained as humans to be like, nope, you can do it yourself, you don't need anybody, that we end up pushing away people that we shouldn't be. Like, saying that in that realm, like, being like, come, don't come, whatever. Oh, I've inadvertently ruined a few friendships, I'm sure. But that, like, from the other side of it. Or at least soured them. Yeah, from the other side of it, you feel like, okay, well, then they don't need me to be there. And you know what? I don't need them either. And so you do this whole stupid circle jerk thing of not needing the other person when it's considered, like, weak or something. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so... Fucking stupid. Like, we should just be out there supporting one another. Like, how hard would it be to just change the our manner of speaking to make it seem like it's like, you know, listen, I know that I know that you're busy. I would absolutely love to have you there, but I understand if you can't make it. That's so much different, and that feels so much different and lands in someone's world so much differently than come, don't come, whatever. But we come from a time where it used to be like 10 cents per text message or whatever, and so like time... You, know, you cannot. I know, I'm being you facetious. You absolutely cannot I'm being facetious. There. But you know what I no. mean? We So many people don't take into account how what they're saying is being received. Oh, and plus text. The, like, at least he said it to her face so she could see, like, the indifference. But text, 
is text can is be so personal, and then you yeah, you will apply whatever inference that you can communication. Yeah, communication. Ah. it is. I'm glad we did all these two episodes together because so many things are tying back. There, yeah, yeah. Just, that was really worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah we worked out. out. We yeah. planned that. That was not an accident. Absolutely <laughs> not an accident. Yeah, totally did on um, purpose. They got a plan. <laughs> but um, in the JD is trash chronicles. <laughs> I, when if I see shit like that, where he's like, "Come, don't come. It's whatever." I was like, oh, "How dare you!" And Clutch in real girls. life, I will say that to someone with the intention of being like, of like, "Yeah." And I don't know if it's a guy thing. I don't know if it's a trash thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much like the. I've it, never said it in a in a dismissive manner. I've never meant it to be dismissive. I mean, no. but I guarantee you that. It oh, I guarantee you it has been. Yes. Oh, of course, multiple times. And for me, it's the opposite way where people are just like, "I want you to beg me to be there so that I can feel wanted." And I can't do that for people because I'm like, if what I have to give you isn't enough, if you need more from it, then you're not getting it from me. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I will not work overtime because I have enough people to focus that on. So then when I like when people are like, oh, can I do this? I'm like, sure. And I never wanted to be a I don't care. It's a I'm not working hard to get you there because instead of me focusing on the thing that I have to do, mm-hmm. it's the focus is now he, how do I get you to become a part of this plan that I've already worked hard to set up? See, and that's so hard because... There's an upbringing factor mm-hmm. that comes along with this for me personally. Um, so Ryan pointed out to me, I don't know, like a month or two ago, um, where he said, you like really need like an engraved fucking invitation to show up someplace. Mm. And I had to really think about why that was and be like, okay, like... I just don't feel like anyone wants me there. And that's not necessarily... Like, that's such a weird, like, feeling. Because I'm like... I Obviously, like, they want me there. But do they want me there enough? And I went back and forth in my brain for so long thinking about it. And it took me until having a conversation with my mother. Where I was like, yeah, you know, Ryan and I are roommates. Everything's cool. Um, he does, like, movie nights occasionally. And she said to me... Oh, so is that the the nights that you have to just get out of the house? And I went, no, I'm, like, invited also to the movie nights. And that made me think, shit, I shouldn't be at the movie nights. I shouldn't even be there. When no one ever said that. But that's, but it's upbringing. Mm -hmm. My mom raised me to believe that nobody really wants me anywhere. And so I don't show up to places Unless I have an engraved invitation. Mm -hmm. And, like, if there's people like you that are like, no, I'm not going to send you an engraved fucking invitation. Like, come if you want to come. I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I'm not wanted there. I think that's where communication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Communication the podcast. Communication. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's where I think needs to come in where if one of your friends is like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this. And I'm not doing it. Because the the way that I was, where people were like, oh, I want, I need to be validated, it's that from a negative space and not from a person who's like, I want you to feel like you want me there so I can show up, otherwise I feel like I'm wasting space. That's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's the people who are like, no, 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 no. I want you to fucking play the trumpet, have it there, make it an event for me to want to show up. And that's where I'm like, I can't do that. So that's sure. where my flaws okay. have come in, where any person who I have to work to get them or to invite them somewhere, I've immediately just like... I already told this is the information you make up your own mind I have to go and also because in the space that I am 
I can't. You're doing a bunch of other shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't have that. What, if it's in like an event, you're probably planning or setting shit up for it. You don't have time to be like, hey, I really hope you can make it. No, you sent out the mass invite. Yeah. The people that are on the list were on it for a reason. You're one of those people on the list. That means you're invited. And I want anyone to know who is listening. If I have invited you somewhere or if I have like made the right. Re- I, and I also am very good. Like, I won't talk about an event if you're not invited. Or I won't talk about an event if it's not you're more than welcome to come. I try not From to, but some people still will talk about events that I've hosted in front of people that aren't invited, and I get really awkward. And that's absolutely fair. Sometimes people are just blind to it, because I know mm-hmm. I can say that. I'm like, oh, I try not to do that. But I know that sometimes I have. But I'm like, if there's, if I have made a slight effort to tell you or acknowledge that this is a thing that's happening, and I want people there, it's because it's there. If it's a Facebook invite... I have gone through all of my contacts to be like, invite, invite, don't invite, don't invite, don't invite, don't invite, 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 yes, invite, don't invite, don't invite, yes. don't invite. Yes, every time. Hmm. So it's it's set. Yeah. And that's why I'm just like, I want people to know that effort because I like also cannot do that. The effort was spent, just not yeah. in the way that you, ought, like, that the other person, the royal you or whatever, yeah. would spend. Like, And that's the thing is, I think there that some people require there to be like an, an equal measure. Like they don't, they don't equivocate like what the effort that they put in they feel is more so than what someone else does when it's still getting to the same goal. It's still getting to the same thing. Some people will do handwritten invitations. Some people will send out a Facebook invite. Some people, you know, will just like, you know, do a mass text. Some people will message everyone individually. Mm -hmm. But it's all moving towards the same goal. You're all getting there. You're inviting everyone to the event. But there are people that see that and they're like, well, they obviously don't care as much because they didn't do what I would do. Or what I feel should be done. Mm-hmm. And that is a big thing, too, because if if you're not open and talking to other people about that, going back to the communication, like, this is how I feel things need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just with invites to parties, but, like, in relationships or, you know, how you uh, approach interpersonal, you know, communication or anything. Like, you need to... CNN and the Weather Channel. Keep it like CNN and the Weather Weather Channel. Channel. Constant Constant updates. updates. (laughs) And that's where um, uh, I have had several talks with several people who are there like, you are just so close and so friends and so bubbly and so open with so many different people and never feels personal anymore. Mm. And that's where I'm just like, wow. uh, if that is your perception of me, I am super sorry. What I am and who I am is who I am. Mm -hmm. And where I am at I am not a better person than I can I cannot think of every person in the room and try to make sure that they're all accommodated for mm-hmm. right now I'm in a sinking boat that I'm trying to like <laughs> fix and make good and if I can help other people at the same time I would love nothing more but if it's outside of my peripheral it's not against that person personally mm-hmm. it's this is where my focus is mm-hmm. and sometimes it's sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and that's the best part about growing is I can learn those things because mm-hmm. if I have those conversations with my boyfriend I'm like where, if I do this that's not the intention this is where it's coming from. This is where I have had my experiences. So this is what I'm trying to do. He's like, that's cool. Thank you. I'm glad I know that perspective. From a different perspective, this is how it comes across. So then I'm like, and it's always like, it, whenever we talk, it's always great because I can imagine anybody else getting so upset because we're like, so from where I'm coming from, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, and I don't mean this in this kind of way, <laughs> This is just, I can only talk for me and blah, 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 but this is how I feel. This is how I approach this subject. This is how this, this, this. And both of us just go back and forth, like, nothing against you or how you see things. Mm-hmm. Not that your problem's wrong, but we just go back and forth. You're like those gophers in the old WB cartoons, like, after you, sir. No, I insist, sir. No, sir. Please, you, sir. And that's how it is. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the way that I want to communicate with people. Because I'm like, whatever I do is never a personal attack against anybody else. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it's because it's, this is how it's landing in my world. If, mm-hmm. it, if I was in charge of my own world, this is how things would be done, mm-hmm. and it would be okay. Mm-hmm. So even, like, 
like if I'm inviting someone to something, I'm like, oh, these are the people that I want there. If I like if I invited you somewhere and I didn't invite you somewhere, it's not that I'm like, fuck Ryan, I don't want him there, he's gonna ruin my party. It's like a what is this about? What is the special aid towards? How many people can I have? Who's gonna enjoy it the most? Yeah, I'm like, cool, these are the people that I'm here. Hmm. And then everybody else is just a group of no. And it's never like a fuck that person. I don't want that person. It's just like like, not for this specific. Yeah. Uh, And it's more so here's who I want or here's who I'm inviting and not so much here's who I don't want. And that's the perspective that I want everyone to see. But we always focus on the negative, uh, the royalty. We always so focus on being easy. excluded it or is who so is excluded. easy to be negative and to feel sad and to feel like we were attacked. Oh, no. Aiden it made it look so fucking effortless fucking. Yeah. being negative. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. ugh, just throwing all sorts of just, like, low, nasty fucking pitches. You know what, Gary. though? He has nothing to lose. I mean, true. True. And, and that's something that, that you Like, know, he shouldn't have decided to get back with her. Yeah, and Carrie went whole fucking hog on that shit. She was just like, oh, he's back? Cool, I want my nook. She brings up the nook. Uh, She's... That's uh, so... Listen. There is there is something... You can't just jump... I think that's the thing is like, you can't just jump back in. I've gotten back together with an ex or two in my time and not just for like a little like, you know, one night rendezvous where it's like, yeah, let's give this another shot. And it's happened for like, you know, several months or even like a year or something. I've done that where... And it takes a while. To kind of work back into that, especially you even to. even if you've only been broken up for like a week, that week might as well be fucking five years emotionally mm-hmm. because of the the spectrum of shit that you've been through. So whether it's you know five days, five weeks, five months in between, you know when you get back together, there is a period of adjustment, and she does not allow for that at all. She immediately just goes right back into like everything's cool, and she she amps it super hard trying to force that on him, being like, I'm a good girlfriend, you're a good boyfriend, we're fine, we're cool, yes, yes, we're good. And that I can see why he would react the way he would, because like, no, obviously we're not good. You're getting fucking phone calls for booty calls, like messages from Big. And that's a question I want to present. So an ex, because uh, earlier in that uh when Carrie and Aiden are talking, the like, how do we solve this? He's like, okay, I don't want you to talk to him ever. That's how I can get over this. Right. And Carrie's like, I can't, I can't do, do that. that. He's a part of my life. Yeah. What What's the gray area there? Do, who, do we agree with someone? What What do we think? Mm. Mm, all right. You start. Why don't you go ahead? No, go. I'm just going to get interrupted. <laughs> Pain means nothing. I think it depends on the ex. There are exes where... It was a very terrible situation, and there was a lot of emotional abuse, maybe even physical abuse, and you should not be spending any quality of time with them at all. And they're right that you shouldn't ever speak to that person again. And then there's other situations where it's like, no, if you have kids together, or if you have, you know, just dogs, whatever, there's no way that you cannot spend time with that person and I think that a lot of people sometimes will find the in-between and use that as an excuse and just be like, no. Like, I think Carrie's using it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I can't. He's part of my life. Fuck you. You could never call him again, never see him again, and it would never affect you. You might maybe once or twice run into him at a bar, and that's it. And that's bullshit, and that's not too much for Aiden to ask in this situation. But in other situations, it's different. It's interesting because from what we know about the show, my biggest thing is, yeah, drop big. Yeah. You don't need big. Aiden tries to make you better. Aiden's on a better path. But Carrie loves big. 
So that's where I'm like, well, obviously you can't forget about him. That's the love of her life. Aiden is there because she knows that Aiden is better, but that's not who she's meant for. And it is interesting because when you were talking, I or she's using it as an excuse. There is there are a couple people, but there's one like predominantly that I'm just the easiest word I can say with, but I don't want all the context with is obsessed with. So we had a relationship. Yeah, we were Regina. very very close. Um, <laughs> And we stopped talking, and it was the best thing that could have happened, because they are a trash person. And I know that I have my flaws, too, but from my perspective, they are not good for me. What they believe in is not what I believe in, and I don't want to be on the path that they are. And it's not even a romantic thing. Like, when we meet back up again, they're sparks. But every time we, like, see each other, or, like, I see their name, I'm just like, it's that thing inside me. Mm. And I'm just like, I want to let this go. But I can't. can't. And they'll just be, they'll, like, they can send a message, they're like, hi, and then I'm just like, Ugh. I'm back in it. And then I have to work so much harder to just be like, I'm not going to respond or to like to block this Ugh. to not make it happen. Even, it, and I, it's really Why are you talking about my life? Get out. <laughs> like, it's so interesting because I'm like, I am in a good relationship. I have good things going on for me. People care and people support me and that's not what that person did. But there's a part of me that's like, what? What if I just like became self-destructive? That's the person I would go to. That's the person that like starts fires. Mm-hmm. And that's always exciting, and I think that's what it is, but I'm like, but that's bad. And I want to get over that, so I can see how easily Carrie can use it as an excuse to be like, well, I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah, because she wants the drama, she wants the fire, she wants the option for the drama. And Even if this thing's better for her, like, that's what she's holding on to. And that's, I feel like that is a... For, I mean, I'm not saying this directly to you, and I'm not exactly And if it is, it can be. Um... But I feel like that is, there's a lot of weakness, mm-hmm. is just not being strong and saying, nope, that's done. Mm-hmm. It's over. There was a, like, three to four month fake relationship that I had where he was obviously really bad for me. And there was a lot of back and forth. He was way, way, way too clingy. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't deal with it. Was there a tiny bit of myself that was like, somebody's paying attention to me, cute. Absolutely. But there, for the most part, it was anxiety written. Like, I knew that it was not healthy for me to have that much anxiety in a relationship. And he started seeing somebody else, and I wished him well, and it was, I was like, bye forever. Cool. And then he would, every few weeks, start hitting me up again. Hey, How's it going? What's going on? And I wouldn't answer. And one day he was just like, what the fuck's up with not answering me? And I was just like, listen, you're being disrespectful to your girlfriend by speaking to me. Mm -hmm. If I was your girlfriend, I would be angry as fuck that you were speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Stop talking to me. We broke up. It's over. I don't want to hear from you again. It was really hard to say that because it's not like he beat me or that it was like a bad relationship or anything. It was just over and it wasn't good for me to have him keep me on a hook, essentially. Yes. It was disrespectful and that's what to, it feels me like. to me. For yeah, yeah, for him to be keeping me on that hook. And after I said that to him, I was like, What the fuck do you want from me? He unfriended me on all social media. <laughs> he was absolutely like out and it was the biggest fucking relief of my life. That is so beautiful. I wish I could do that. Oh my god, same. Like, I, it, as far as 
uh, staying in communication with exes, I, with the exception of, like, one who just kind of, like, dropped off the face of the earth, like, social-wise, I'm on, I am friends with all of my exes. Hell, I'm going to go see Overlord with one of them tomorrow night. Nazi zombies, let's get them. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and I'll grab sushi with a different one every once in a while. And, you know, one of them is part of, like, a movie group that I do. Like, but also, to that extent, part of me worries that the reason I maintain those ties is because I cannot stand the idea of someone thinking ill of me mm. and it being completely my fault. Mm. Mm. Um, and so it's just like if I stick around and I, and I make up enough ground where I can be friends with them still, that won't give them reason to talk shit about me. Right. Um, on the other side of things, as far as like um, the toxicity that you were talking about, but like the why can't I quit you portion of it, I have been a toxic influence. I have been influenced by toxicity. Um, but I think there is... I mentioned it the last time that we crave the familiar. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why some people get left on a back burner or placed on a hook or whatever you want to call it. Um, I truly feel at this point in time that I am on a hook for somebody. That I am being back burnered. And I'm not doing anything to change it out of some weird, strange hope that maybe... The heat gets turned up or I get cast out and, and get reeled in or whatever, whatever metaphor you're mm-hmm. looking to search for. Mm-hmm. Um, because whenever I'm around that person in the same way how you're talking about like, you know, not talking to them is so good and not seeing them is so good. But then you have those moments where there is that connection. You're like, fuck, why is that still here? Yes. Why can't I get rid of that? You know? And, and then this, this, this person, you know, I spent all of election night with this person, with their family and friends and whatnot, because um, they're like, hey, you want to come to, like, a little midterm gathering? I was like, sure, let's do that. And, you know, drinks and conversation and everything was cool, and then chit-chat on the way home and, like, making plans to, like, maybe go, you know, hang out or see a movie or something, and then they dropped the bomb of, like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm kind of seeing somebody, Ugh. And I was, and I, yeah, and I did not know how to respond, and was just like, um, okay, well, I, you know, I kind of figured that that might happen and that this could happen, because you know we had an on and off again relationship, pretty tumultuously for like three years, and then even two years on from when it ended, there's been, you know, little flare ups here and there and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then you know this is the first instance of like one of us at least like saying like hey I'm like moving on Mm -hmm. and I was just like yeah that's cool that's fine dude do your thing and it's devastating it hurts even even though you know the first breakup was completely mine my choice the second one was more of a mutual thing and that's another thing that I think this episode touched on with breakups uh is that Carrie said something about like how like you know she feels like she's always the bad guy because she ended the relationship or because like she was the one in this case in the mm-hmm. relationship like she cheated even though she regrets it and everything she did cheat mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but and then if a relationship ends because of that because you broke up with them or you cheated on them or anything like that 
uh, there is a big contingent of people that wholly support the you are the bad guy and will always be the bad guy sort of mentality Mm -hmm. and do not feel that you have any sort of right or privilege to grieve for the loss of your relationship and to be upset that it ended. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and and I fought with myself, you know, when I've broken up with people. I was like, ugh, I feel bad that I ended, but I shouldn't because, you know, I made a choice and we broke up for a reason. But again, you have those moments that remind you of like, fuck, there was some good there. Yeah. But it's surrounded by so much shit. And you keep telling yourself that, like, maybe I can dig through all of that to get to that little gold nugget at the center. That might be worth it. And 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 I think that's what she is going for with Aiden. She knows there's so much shit, and she's like, wait, there's gold there. Mm-hmm. If I can just keep digging, and just keep digging. And he does not want to be dug into. He's made it quite clear, that, it, but she just won't let go. And I think that's the part that both people need to, or any party involved in an issue, is the communication. Because we talked about it last time, action and communication is necessary. Mm-hmm. Because you can do so many things that are like, oh yeah, I forgive you, everything's fine, I'm going to buy you this to be fine. But if you don't communicate that... What? what? Well, I was saying you're you're on it. You're totally because they brought up the thing in her question of the episode. Her question, yeah. Forgive and forget, but can, can you, you ever really for- forgive if you can't no. forget? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And part of forgiving, part of forgetting is that discussion. Because some people don't allow you to converse. And I think in this episode, Aiden was very much trying not to have that conversation. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's Ugh. fucking fine, Carrie. Mm-hmm. And Carrie's like... Can we talk about it? And it's mm-hmm. the one one time where Carrie wants to solve something, yeah, like, and Aiden won't let her have yeah. it. So it's interesting to play it that way, as opposed to a person who doesn't want to talk about anything, mm-hmm. and will just keep pretending that everything's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's the time where it lands on her ass, and it's. I think it's super important for that to be part of the forgiveness process. Even if you want to have a conversation, someone doesn't let you have it. You still need to get that out somehow. Um, me and my boyfriend have this thing where, like, if we're ever not feeling our relationship anymore, let's talk about it. Let's decide if we just need to fix some things, if we need to take a break, or if we need to break up. Because we never want to get to the point where we hate each other because we care about ourselves that much. Mm. And I think the person in my life where I'm just like, there's all that energy there that I don't know what to do with, it's because we can never communicated it with. That's exactly what So then like, there's something, that. something yeah. happening and I don't know what it is and I don't know how to get to it. Because it's not, it's not a romantic thing and it's not a, I need you in my life. It's the, whenever you're here something in me is sparked or activated. Mm-hmm. And we can't figure it out. And for the longest time, I'm like, is something wrong with me? And then I was like, no, no, no. I'll block them, I'll delete them, I'll do all these things, blah, 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 and I'm fine. But then I'll see their name and I'm like, nope, I'm obviously not fine. Or they'll find a way to then just be like, I'll play my card, here's this out there, mm-hmm. how are you going to respond? And the second that happens, I'm like, so I'm not the weak one. It's not just me wanting mm-hmm. that spark. They also need that from me. So that's, exactly. But it we don't is, talk about it. And, and they won't address it, but... Mm-hmm. To prove that point, the very next day after she was like, hey, I'm seeing somebody, I was like, okay, cool, huh, and like slunk out of the car and felt shitty for the rest of the night. She's just texting me as if nothing has changed and just like, you know, here's a funny meme and like, hey, here's something I noticed and just talking about shit. And it's a distraction instead of a conversation. Well, no. It's a hook. Ah. Because I didn't have that whole like, oh, you're seeing someone? Cool. Fuck you. Bye. Done. Yeah. Like, don't even want to be friends with you anymore, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, is if I had said that, it would have been false because I do enjoy having this person in my life, even though we're terrible influences on each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. But there is that undeniable thing there. What is it? I don't know what it is. What is it? And that's the thing. (laughs) I, you know, you mentioned something. You said spark. You said spark. Yeah. And there, there is a spark. You know, there is something like you just, ooh, it's there. Mm -hmm. There's, but. 
there are times when it isn't. Yeah. And you feel that distance. And you're like, oh, shit. And that's when I first started thinking, like, oh, maybe she's seen somebody else because I started to feel like it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And But, like, I'm wondering, and, and, you know, it was brought to my attention by someone else who I was talking to about it that, like, you know, because I didn't have a blow-up reaction, because I didn't fucking, you know, come on, Pookie, let's burn this motherfucker down and be done with it. Mm-hmm. That was what they were looking for and they didn't get it. And because they didn't oh. get it, they're going to still be like, every once in a while, hey, 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 did you want to do something? Like, you know, did you want to go see that movie we were talking about? Or like, hey, what are you doing? Like, hey, how's your day? Because I never gave them that definitive, like, door slam. Yeah. And so part of them thinks that it might still be there. Or because I didn't give them that door slam, they know that they still got me. I think that that's absolutely fair, and the door slam needs to be a communication and action, and not just an action, and not just a communication. Because I think it's easy yeah. to tell someone, it's over, we're done. And so that's the problem with but Aiden and Carrie. Neither yeah. of them are slamming the door on each other. No. And, and like, he's like, come back it. multiple times. Like, he, like, at the end of the episode, he shows up at her door after she confronted him, because, like, she's doing all this stuff, trying to, like, really go hardcore on, like, the I'm a good girlfriend thing. Like, here, let me walk your dog and clean up his shit, and blah, 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 and this, that, and the other thing. And, and he's still flirting girl. with this bartender. Yeah. And she's like, the fuck? Here's your dog. I'm out of here. And he follows her home because, like, she, like, totally ripped into him in front of, like, this other girl in the street. And he's, like, livid for some reason. She's like, do you want to come in? He's like, I'm too pissed to come in. But she breaks down and she's like, I, like, when he says, like, I want you to, like, cut big out of your life. That's why I need. She's like, I can't do that. Like, he's a part of my life. Maybe not in the same way you are because, obviously, you're a much bigger part of it. But... He's a part of my life now. I can't just get rid of him. I can't just cut him out. And I just need you to forgive me. And she starts repeating that in the same way that, like you talked about earlier, Charlotte was like, "My choice. I choose my choice. I choose my choice. Carrie says, I need you to forgive me. I need you to forgive me. She's not asking him to forget about Big. I think she's come to that realization, like, he's never going to forget about it because it is such a, like, a burn right through his fucking soul that that happened. But she needs, in order for them to move on to anything, whatever they're going to have, she needs him to forgive her for that. She needs that. And they need that. And she just keeps saying that over and over again until he finally does come in. And no words are spoken. He just crosses that threshold. And he just, like, gives her a big hug. You know? It's interesting that that happens. Because then later on when the tables are flipped, hmm. it... How, how does it resolve? I don't even remember. When, it's with, when she's with Big, and then she cheats on Big. Or, well, she doesn't... Whatever your version of cheat, she kisses Aiden. Mm-hmm. And then she, they were both like, it's immediately a mistake. We should not have done that. He basically just forgives her without anything, I think, in the movie. He just says, well, you know, this is why I wanted you to have a real ring. And so he gives her a real ring and everything's fine, which is garbage. I think it's garbage, but I think it works for them. And I think that's where the difference is. Because here she's trying to convince Aiden. Hmm. She's like, I need that from you. Please forgive me. I fucked up. Here's how we can move forward. And why Carrie and Big are perfect for each other despite us not wanting them to be together is the fact that Big's like, I can forget that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why Carrie feels comfortable with Big because she's like, we can do this. We have both fucked up. Carrie cheated on Natasha with, or Big cheated on Natasha with Carrie. Carrie cheated on Aiden with Big because that's where they're, and not necessarily that you don't care about ex-partner if you're with another person. I don't think that's what this narrative is. Mm-hmm. I think in this case, it's very much Carrie and Big need and want and deserve each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's easier for them to fall through any 
any issues that they have, mm-hmm. which is what any relationship to, should do. Is any issues that get thrown at you and your partner, you can overcome them, and that's what it's good for. Yeah. With I think, that, that's, that's I think it's a partnership mm-hmm. versus power play. With yeah. that, what are your thoughts on the whole like? The people that like say like you have to cut any and all contact you've had with your exes, regardless of whether or not they're toxic. Like if you're with me, you're with me, and that's it. What the fuck is? Because here, real quick, because mm-hmm. that was touched on here. Yes, and I know we've all had experiences with it in one way or another. I'm sure. Um, I'm not a jealous lover. Surprise, surprise, I'm not. Um, you have an ex that you're a friend with. Fine, I have exes that I'm friends with. It doesn't mean that I'm fucking them. Mm-hmm. Like. And that's the thing. is like, you want to go out and have a girls' night and go to a bar where, oh, gasp, heavens, clutch them pearls. There might be men there. Single men that see you, ooh, being all attractive and dolled up with your female friends. How dare you? No. Mm-hmm. Go out. Have your fun. I know who you're going to come home to, you know, if that's the situation. Like, I know I have the whole, like, you know, I know that it's not even an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking have your fun. Yeah. Well, go out. Enjoy yourself. Don't, don't not live your life just because I I don't understand controlling relationships at all. I do not understand that. I think that there's two different versions of it, though. Mm-hmm. There is the version that they are, like you say, jealous, and that's not okay, mm-hmm. and they need to get their shit together. And then there's the other part of it where they're like... They've been burned before? Or? No, no. that They are protecting you because they love you. And they know that that person is toxic. They don't want you to be in bad company in your life. It's not a jealousy thing. It's a protection of you and who you are as a person thing. No, fair enough. Fair enough. But my whole thing, and maybe this just comes from me having a lack of, you know, confidence in myself or, or, you know, not acknowledging whatever worth I may or may not have. But I've always been like, look, if I'm not good enough to... For them to not be tempted to go back to that toxic influence. If I'm not, then that's on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I take full ownership and responsibility of that. Like, if I'm not holding it down the way I should in my relationship to make sure that there's not going to be an issue if they go out. Because that's the one area where I'm confident. And if I'm a boyfriend, I'm pretty hardcore about being a boyfriend or being in a relationship or anything. Uh you know, I, I, I take care of business. I make sure everything, you know, I try to make sure everything's attended to. And, yeah, there are fights and there's some times where there's not been good communication at all. And it is two-sided when that happens. But my whole thing is, like, either I'm doing a good enough job where it's not an issue or I have fucked up. Mm-hmm. I have had the benefit of being incredibly privileged with the people that love me and that are in my life and that mm-hmm. support me. I was it talking to them on the podcast. Or I was talking to someone. I was like, "Oh, poor me. My only problem is that I'm bored and I want to create problems for myself." Because yeah. everything else is fine. People are here to support me. People are here to give me opportunities. Everybody that's in my life wants the best for me. I don't have any snake friends. I don't have any people that are like, "I really want to see him like fall to the ground because it'll make me feel better." Everybody in my life supports me, and with that, everybody's giving me the opportunity to grow. People have loved me through my mistakes. People have loved me through my learning processes, and I love the fuck out of people for that. Um, I can't let someone go that way. I can't just drop someone that way. Yeah. Mm. Um, I had a best friend from grades two to like nine. And they were like my best friend. And then my best friend now is like, was very, very close second. It was just the other person that we needed each other for that time. And once we kind of just went separate ways, it was okay. But then, um, but then me and my current best friend were just like, well, no, we've had this this entire time. It's not that you're a replacement for my other friend. It's no, this is who we've just been. 
I we could just now since we're on the same path, that makes sense. That's why we're best friends because we were meant to come on this path together. And with people that I've dated, people that I've been close with, it's always been a learning process, and I will always love people for that. And that's why even with my boyfriend now, I'm very much like a please. Let's not let this get to a bad place. I would hate to hate you. Hmm. I always want the best for you. I will always care for you. And that's true for my exes, too. So even Mm -hmm. my last ex, uh, I still care about her now. I always want the best for her. Mm -hmm. When she makes bad decisions, I'm there to be like, hey, you're in control of your own life. I am not here to tell you what you do. I am not possessive. I don't hold dominion over you and your choices in your body. As your friend and as a person who cares about you, here's a perspective here's an opinion it's yours to do with it whatever you want Mm -hmm. and if i were to have someone come in and tell me hey you have to drop all the people that you've ever cared about before in this sense i'd be like um no this is not going to work right because you can't respect that about yeah i think that everyone is going to have their opinions about what's good and what's bad for you but anyone Mm. who demands that you don't see someone yes that's where the line is drawn and it's like nope that's fucked up you can't do that because people have free will. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yes. All you can do is just say, hey, listen, as a friend, I don't think this is a good decision. But you do you. And that's where I think the way you say things can happen. So if if you had a trashy ex and I was dating you, it'd be like, hey, Paige, from my perspective, it seems like this person's not good for you. You get frustrated when you talk to them. You don't feel good. They disrespect you. I'm curious, why are you still connected to them? Mm-hmm. But I would never be like, hey, drop this person. Right. Even my best friend, we had a moment where there was someone in her life that was not making the best decisions for them. And she, in a manner of fixing them or trying to help them, mm-hmm. kind of let herself be rolled into that fucking trash disposal of a person. And I thought there was a time where we were going to, where we were not going to be friends anymore because I would try to say, hey, this is not working. This is harmful. This is affecting your relationships with other people. So maybe it's not the best thing for you. And they're like, yes, I get that. Thank you for looking out for me, but I need to help them. Mm. And then I was like, well, if they're choosing that person and those things, despite me having said what I said, maybe this is the time. Yeah. Maybe this is the time. And thankfully it all worked out and that garbage person is in the garbage fucking bin. And and that's not always going to be the case. I Mm. had a friend that um, she started hanging out with absolutely the wrong crowd. Like... So much so that older friends of hers than I was were having conversations with me about how they were worried about her. Mm. And the decisions that she was making and the people that she was spending time with. And she and I had a lot of back and forth because I didn't like this other person. This other person. And I didn't want to spend time with that other person. The person's trash is still trash. And... It got to the point where she and I were fighting back and forth, like, so much, and it was so rough, and she was just like, I don't know, just, like, every time that I bring her up, you get all upset about it, and I'm like, it's not that I am getting upset, I just don't think, like, I love you as a friend, and I don't want you to be spending time with people that are garbage. Mm-hmm. And, and she got to the point where she was just like, I just feel like you're making me choose. And I said, Okay. Then here's the thing. I'm not going to make you choose, but I'm not going to reach out to you anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to spend time with me, you can make the choice to call me and spend time with me. Mm -hmm. But I'm 
I never want to make you feel like you can't choose something. Yes. You don't and want to take that over someone. So I'm like, I'm I'm going to bow out then, essentially, of this situation. But I also think that's a, that's a good place to be like, I am in fact not taking away your choice. I'm giving you more choices, more options. You can reach out to me. And it's so sad because 100% of the time that I've done that to someone, 100% of the time they have not reached out to me. Yeah. And that's that's what ended up happening. We're not really good friends anymore. And it's it sucks. It's mm-hmm. a shame. But also, I don't want to force anyone to be spending time with me or to be around me if they don't want to be with me. Yes. And I think that that's not an absolute, like, this person doesn't care about you. I think that that... I think... And at least from my perspective, people are going through just different paths right now. Mm-hmm. And it could potentially be that they're never friends with me again. Or it could be that right now they just don't need or require me in their life. And that's totally okay. But later on, there's a possibility of that being like, I am so sorry. Thanks for sticking there for me. I would love to reconnect. Because I, I have also had that happen. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time, people don't reach out until the short percentage of people who later who like, my bad, I was in my own stuff. And that's because I am that same way. There have been several friends who are like, yeah, I just didn't talk to you for a while and you never reached out. And I was like, I... Neither did you. ...am sorry <laughs> that I yeah. didn't do that. I... I am the never king excuse, of waiting for other people to reach out. I always put the onus on them if there's ever something like that. Yeah. So and I'm I like, think everybody does, and I think that's yeah. where it happens. Where it, yeah. it, it, We assume that a bridge has been burned, so we're like, we're going to let the other party build it back if they really want to. Mm-hmm. And which is absolutely fair if we're in our feelings and we're like, well, we, <laughs> we are all tired... Want- uh, we all want some form of people. engraved invitation at some point. Because it's, it feels good and that's where you know where you stand. At least a grave invitation makes you feel where you, you know where you stand. Mm-hmm. Even if the other is person not the only thing way. that requires validation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, but it's true. That, and we are so, as humans, so, like, it, like I was going back to what I said, it's such a power play where we should all just be better about it. We should all just say, hey... You're really awesome. I really love you. That's a really cute top. Like, we should just be handing out compliments as we feel them to validate others rather than, oh, well, I don't want her to think that she's, like, too cute because then she's going to take advantage of me. That's so stupid. It just, is. Let's love everybody. And I wish I could bake so... everyone a giant cake. She doesn't even so... go here. <laughs> no, but I feel that too, where, like, you're just like, I'm going to hold back on some of my emotions because I don't want anyone to have that power and mm-hmm. think that they are too good or too, or that they own me. Yeah. That goes back to the person with the spark. I attempt to not reach out that much because I'm like, I would hate for them to hold all the power and to me to hold none and just be weak to them. Because mm-hmm. I also don't want to be a weak person and I don't want to be submissive to any person in that term. Yeah, I'm, talking, I'm actively trying not to text them. Yeah, because you don't want to be the person who, like, who, what's the word? Crap but, first? But I don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to be the person who, like, capitulates and just, like, you know, bends the knees. Like, yeah. yeah. But no, like, also, I'm not Xing them out of, you know, I'm not, like, you know, unfriending on Facebook or not following on Instagram or anything like that. Like, maybe I should. I don't know. But there would be a void I would get, like, not having that. It's yeah. weird. It well, sounds stalkerish now that I say it, but... And it's not stalkerish. Not having a... any form of connection whatsoever to this person would hurt it's, me. It's scary. It would feel empty. Yeah. I mean, I already feel empty. <laughs> I've, been sing- empty? <laughs> I've been single for like two and a half years. I'm empty. It's good. <laughs> but it's still... Like, there is. There's always like a... Did they check my Snapchat story? 
did they check my Instagram? I don't look story? at that. What are they? But like things, I used to things like I that. used to because mm. just seeing that person's name, I'd be like, they're involved somehow in my life. Even they're, if they just like skip through it, I don't fucking know what they did with the information that I handed. But they at least acknowledged it. Yeah. Well, and like you said, there's certain times when you almost forget about that mm-hmm. person. Like I did, I hardly ever do Instagram stories, but I did an Instagram story and I was checking to see like who had seen it. Um, and I saw an ex's face on there and I was like. <gasps> and it's always that feeling. Yeah. It'll, it'll always, yeah. Whether you're looking forward to it or not, when it happens, you're caught off guard and you're just like, why did this happen? Yeah, it was awful. I felt really awful about it. And then I was just like, oh, fuck, he's watching. <laughs> Huh. Like that's what does he think about that picture that I put and it just spirals it's you. So yeah. dumb mm-hmm. and I um I have the bad t- experience that this person has ingrained themselves into my life and not that I didn't let it happen, but we've known each other for the past 10 years and every time we try to like at least know social media, I will look through my stuff and there's something that they wrote or there's something that we did together or even we even I was on a fucking um my school that I graduated from has this ongoing list of people who they have. And every now and then they're like, hey, shout out. Here's what our school is doing. If you want to be involved or you want to do this or you want to do that. And they commented something. And I saw it and I was like, this is not the place I expected to see you. And then what they said was fucking dumb. And I was like, God, you're such an idiot. Mm. But then I was like, but all day I was like, thinking about them. And I was like, fuck, this is annoying. This is mm-hmm. terrible. This is stupid. And I haven't talked to them in years. But I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's only, like, there really is only a handful of people that can do that to me, but when they do pop up, I'm mm-hmm. like, huh, why? Uh, and that's, again, that handful of people, that's why I am willingly allowing myself to be on a hook or on a back burner. Mm-hmm. Like, when they're just like, oh yeah, I'm seeing someone, and then immediately follow up. But it's just something fun, it's nothing serious. Ah! That, <laughs> that is the meanest thing you can do that, and say. Oh, cool. So you're just like fucking them indiscriminately. That's cool. Well, and then you're just like, okay, I'm fucking them. Cool. You don't fucking need to know that. Right. That's the thing that bothers me so much about that is that if it's not serious, why are you And, then, and then it's just like, well, I felt you, you need, I felt I should tell you. For what? Well, how, why does that concern you? Yeah. And so that's... I don't know. Was it was it because I like you know was it because I gave out you, you know gave you a, you know a good back rub when I was visiting that night and everything and like it was you know you felt that closeness and then you had to immediately tell me like hey I'm seeing somebody just to, like fucking put the kibosh on that shit or like what so I don't know we allow ourselves to be infected by those people i think in the same way that they allow us to infect them like we have all been toxic to someone at some point in our lives we have all allowed toxic influences at some point in our lives uh i want to be a better person uh, (laughs) it's, it's really difficult to face those things and to face those people and to say no it's done and, and to, to mean it, I can't. On every last I can't do thing. that. And I can't. It's so, not for this one. I can't. Not yet. I've done it on others, but I cannot do it for this one yet. But like it that is. One. It is really difficult, though. Like it's difficult to be like, nope, we are finished. We are done. It's over. Like fucking stick a fork in me. Block you on all social media. And there's been times when like I have blocked someone on every single like I unfriended. And they still find you. Yeah, and like every every once in a while, they like, they, they okay. like your LinkedIn. You're like the fuck. Yeah, no, it's true. Like I legitimately, there was um somebody that I was seeing for a long time, but it was pretty casual, and then I ended it, and now we're sort of talking again. But I had been like, nope, 
we're done. Mm -hmm. Goodbye on Snapchat. Goodbye on Facebook. Goodbye. We're not friends anymore. This is done. And he sent me a fucking Marco Polo. I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Found the back way in for fuck's sake. Like, I didn't think that I needed to unfriend you from Marco Polo. Like, there's always some random social media that you're just like... Fuck, man. And why are you sending me a video? Then I have to send you a video back. Then I have to find good lighting. This is so stressful. We are in no way, shape, or form sponsored or provided promotional consideration by Marco Polo. I hate it. I'm mad. It upsets me. I don't like that. I can't let go. There's too many. I think it's like we were talking about technology on the last one. There's so many tendrils of connectivity now. That they do not have in this. You can hang up a phone and you have to wait for someone to send you an email. They can't immediately just like text you or something. You can, you know, they can, you can ignore someone on instant messenger. You can, you know, leave them on red, you know, like that sort of shit. Like there's too many. There's. And I I think the tendrils of connection is important because I don't want to just make it a social media thing Mm -hmm. because. For me, I especially can in a town like this one, and a small yes. town. Holy fuck, a this big town small that I grew town. Up yeah. in, the town that they grew up in. Yeah. So I know their friends. I know their family. I know our friends. Oh, I like. There are. I'm not going to a friend's wedding because they were friends with her first. Like I like the, it happens. There like, are places we go. Like, and I met them when I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my developing years were spent with this person or their experiences, and they actually helped me grow. And I'm like, how do you get rid of that? You and even things don't. that I'm like. Oh, I'm going to this pizza place. I'm like, here's an experience we had at this pizza place. I'm like, why? Ooh, why that is am the I worst. not? How your brain does right? that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to think about it. And pulls I, that shit right up. I will you block just... them on every social media. Yep. And then the somehow something will happen. I'm like, oh, we walked around the marina once. I walked around the marina with thousands of people. Right. But at this point in time, yep. here's the thing that I'm thinking of. And then I'll go into the thing. I'm like, what if I? And they're like, I'll. Not specifically, because I'm trying to convince me that it's okay. I'm like, what if I just don't have a blocked list on Snapchat? Okay, so anyone who I ever blocked... I'm going to unblock that. Yeah, I'm just going to unblock. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. That's okay. And then not even immediately, but like Ding. six, seven months down the road, there's like something. They're like, oh, driving around, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... We all leave everyone on the hook. And then I won't respond to it, but then now it's there. Now that channel is open, I'm like... Ugh. Fuck. I belong on the hook. The hook is my home. Because, no! Because here's the thing. If I don't... No! If I take myself off the hook, then I have no other prospects anywhere else. That does that make it any better? How does that make it any better? Because Maybe if I'm on the hook... Maybe you should take yourself off the hook and put yourself uh, somewhere else. If I'm on the hook, then at least there's a chance a I won't be alone. pond. That's gross. I know. That's super gross. Because if I take myself off the hook... I know I'm going to end up alone. So be okay with being alone. Oof. Ooh, girl. As much as I if hate it was myself, just that easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like when they're like, oh, I'm feeling sad today. Well, just be happy. Yeah, it's I'm going to snap my fingers listen, and rewire I know that it's not 20 easy some odd do. years of psychological conditioning. I, I get that it's not easy, that it's really difficult to do, but I honestly feel like it is impossible. The one time... That I said to myself, you know what? You're you're probably going to be alone forever and that's okay. And I was actually okay saying that. Is the second that Chad showed up and I got into a 13-year marriage. <laughs> I feel like 
you have to be okay being by yourself to get into something that's healthy in a relationship. Been by myself for years, but anyway, but this being, podcast is not, not about relationship it. therapy. It is. That's it, what we exactly are. What wow. it's for. That's what this is for. Is for us to forget about this show. Talk about us. Well, and see, I'm, I'm just a guest. In. I'm not a listener. You guys aren't on Stitcher. So. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> As of right now, we're still not on Stitcher. But we're working on it. If I get us on Stitcher before this episode's out, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> but you, what if it's super easy and they're just like literally just sign up? They're like, what's your RSS feed? Cool, you're on. <laughs> they'll be so <laughs> <Yeah>. mad. <laughs> Um, but if you want to talk to us about relationship therapy, you can email us at I couldn't help the podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Swear on Chanel. Joe, where can they find you? Uh, Petty Pence Jr. Instagram, Joe Daniel BB on Twitter. <gasps> what? What? My fucking not? Twitter handle is associated with that person. <gasps> oh! Oh, no! Oh, no. Well, now we're tacking on another half hour, kids. Oh. Buckle the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> so, Snapchat, J-D-M-O-N-T-E. <laughs> uh. I'm going to go home and cry. That is so good because I have a cry appointment set up for 7 p.m. Oh, today. Good. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, where can they find you, Ryan? Um, I'm on Facebook. If you know my first and last, you probably are already friends with me there. Uh, you can find me at Mad Riantist. That's it's funny. like scientist, mad scientist, but my name uh, at Mad Riantist on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, probably in a local theater production near you. Mm-hmm. Every time I read your Twitter handle, because my brain's a piece of shit, I always read it as Misandrous. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I don't agree, but fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Too funny. If you want to follow me and like actually hear a sentence that I complete, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> the middle fingers are flying. <laughs> At uh, Paige Clarno. I know, still didn't finish. Paige Clarno. Um, you want to see pretty pictures that I post um, at Paige in Reno Land on Instagram. Don't find me on Facebook. Don't find me on Snapchat. That's my special place. If you're on my Snapchat, I'll tag Paige in something you can find her. Yeah. <sighs> don't do it. It's a trap. Uh, but until next time, everybody remember... Dreams don't come true for ugly people. And also... <laughs> always, always wear, wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye. <laughs>